Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I love you. Translation. I love owning you. I love controlling you. I love using you. It feels so good to love bomb you, to sweet talk you, to pull you in and to discard you whenever I please. When I flatter you, I can have anything I want. You trust me. You open up so easily, even after you've already been mistreated. Once you're hooked and invested, I'll pull the rug beneath your feet just to watch you fall. You're listening to the On Impact Show. Welcome to this episode of the On Call Empath. You're listening to the top 10 recovery podcasts on the web. I have had over 150 guests, and I have a lot more guests coming on this podcast, so stay tuned. Please like and share this episode with somebody that might be going through uh, a breakup, you know, something with a narcissist, because I think this particular episode is going to help not just... um, just the average person, but like you guys got to understand when I do these episodes, this is more also therapeutic for myself, especially being in a uh, toxic relationship uh, recently. Um, it helps me process things. And, you know, when I speak into the microphone, I'm coming from my point of view as well. Um, I would love to know what you guys think. Please feel free to email me. Um, I think there's a link at the end of this uh, podcast um, that you can kind of give your two cents. But whatever you, you know, have any feedback, I would love to know so I can, you know, always put it into my podcast because, you know, I'm not the all and expert in you know, narcissist abuse, all I can speak about is my experience and what happened with me. And as you guys know, like I was in a relationship not too long ago where the person came in very, very nice, you know, has everything checked off, like, you know, came across as somebody that's uh, responsible, um, showed a lot of love, very affectionate. Um, but, even with all of those things that I've learned from, you know, one of the, some of the top coaches that I've had here, I've had hundreds of narcissists, um, therapists, um, doctors, you know, people that um, specialize in toxic behaviors. And the thing is, the red flags that were coming up in my end, I was uh, not paying attention to, or maybe they did come up, but I did not uh, decide to do anything. And that's why I think it's very important in the beginning of any relationship that you go slow. Um, Of course, people are going to show you their good side. Of course, they're going to love bomb you and treat you nice and talk properly and and be on their best behavior. But just wait, wait two to three, four months, even six months. That's when you start to see who sticks around. You know, do they have these tendencies of like talking down to you, you know, ghosting you, belittling you, gaslighting you, these things that are notorious for, you know, narcissists, you know, particularly, um, 
you'll start seeing some things sprinkled in here and there, but don't ignore the facts. I did. I ignored the flags and um, I paid heavenly for it, but I'm also glad that it did happen because I know, you know, it's never going to happen again, um, or I'm at least going to have a good defense system. And as you heard in that clip, that those terms, those three words, I love you, what happens is, I mean, at least for empaths, I mean, for myself, when we hear those words coming very soon, and it's not, you know, it's just something that is a little premature, and, and you question it, it's like, how can this person love me so quickly? I mean, those words are very powerful. Or maybe you have said those words to somebody a little bit earlier than, you know, expected. But just be careful how you throw those words in, because once either party says, I love you, you're then kind of hooked to that person. And I was that, I would be the first one to raise my hand and say that I made that mistake. Um, I was saying, I love you a little bit too soon. Um, and what happened is the the other partner um, knew that they had me. They knew that they could pull my strings. They knew that they could get me to do whatever I want for their sick fantasy of just keeping me as a puppet. Um, you know, they would give me a couple breadcrumbs, be very nice here and there, and then disappear. I noticed after like the first month, things started to die down a little bit. I started to seeing like some disassociation. Maybe they were cheating. I, I don't know. I don't know if they were seeing other people, but I do know that they hopped into a, a you know, a relationship fairly quickly after the breakup. And, you know, I took that break up very hard myself and until this day I'm, I'm still working on it and the nice thing is you know I, I I have to keep working on it um I have to go to groups I have to do podcast episodes about it I have to talk to other people and know that at the end of the day you guys are not alone and I'm going to repeat that if you're listening to this episode right now and you've been burnt by somebody I don't care if it was like a you know, somebody that you saw for maybe a couple months or like somebody you dated for many years or even marriage, like maybe you're not talking to this narcissist person and you still ask like, how, how can a human being be like this? How can they just, especially if you have kids with them, how can they just forget about you? You know, and that's where we have to go inside of a mind of a of a narcissist or um, uh, somebody that ha lacks empathy. You know, somebody that does not have those abilities. Now, I could sit here and say it's you know from their childhood, it's their genetics, it's their environment. You know, maybe they came into this world and they had a hard life. Granted, I feel for them, but you don't go around like ripping people's heart out you know, playing games, you know, making their life miserable. Because what happens is there are people right now that are tuning in that I speak to, that I coach, that are stuck in relationships for years and they're too too scared to leave because they don't know any better. They don't think they'll get any better. They've been um, kind of brainwashed by this narcissist. And so they end up staying and decades go by and before they know it, they end up getting discarded anyways. So at the end of the day, you are going to get discarded regardless. It might be, you know, not right away, but they're going to play these games. And granted, they're probably playing other people that you don't know about. Um, so, I mean, 
I I feel like when you get to a point where you think you had enough and you've had enough red flags and you you have enough self-respect, that's when it's time to pack up and go because everybody has a limit. And if you haven't, you know, hit that limit, you're going to continue to suffer. Unfortunately, um, a lot of these, um, a lot of the empath um, coach people that I coach do come to me that live with narcissists, and and we work on boundaries. We work on self, you know, self finding your inner child, going through yourself, and finding out who you are as a person, what you deserve, what you don't deserve um a lot of these empaths are obviously codependent because they can't picture themselves without them so visualization you know journaling you know talking to somebody through this process is going to be your best bet even going through a you know like a a therapist or a doctor those are helpful but what i found out just talking to people doing my coaching that people can break this cycle but it starts with putting yourself first. And, and you know, with empaths, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do because we always want to please other people. What are they thinking? I hope they like me. Will they accept me? We need to change that narrative to be like, well, what are they doing for me? Like, how am I putting myself first? Do I really want to do this? Am I being pushed into this? What do I see in this person? What are they making me feel? Because if it's a one-way relationship and it's just always their side, they're calling the shots, they're always talking down to you, they're choosing what you know what's best for you, that's a sign that, you know, what, I mean, you got to ask, what's the point? Of, what are you getting out of it? I mean, maybe you have kids with this person and you don't want to leave them. And I get that. I get that a lot from uh, coaching clients. In that sense, you have to make a sense of exit. Um, it might not be right away, but you have to start from obviously looking at yourself. Obviously, you have kids involved, so it's a lot tougher. I get that. But it can be done. A lot of people do end up finding a way out. But it it has to be planned. You have to have other people. You cannot do it alone. And I'm going to repeat that. You cannot fight this alone. And I'm going to leave you with three things that I feel that is vital if you're stuck in a, excuse my language, like a mindfuck of a narcissist or a toxic person. And you're just kind of not sure like how you're going to like coordinate this. So these three things that kind of help me kind of leave, you know, toxic people. Um, and it's going to be like ripping a bandaid, but I feel like this has worked for me. And so this is just my own experience. So number one is you have to do the work and and join something like a 12-step program, uh, CODA group, um, reach out to somebody that specializes in narcissist abuse, um, go to a coach, go to a therapist. You have to have somebody that holds you accountable, um, sort of like someone that you check in and check in with. Um, I know CODA.org is a really good um, site that you can go to to get help. Um, to start building your self-esteem, and um, I'm 100% behind it. I go to groups. Um, I've met a lot of great people, a lot of recovering addicts. It's not just for alcoholics. It's pretty much for people that have relationship issues that are like tied to you know people that are hurtful, narcissists, you know, people that abuse them. So I would you would have to do something like that 
you know um some people go to a church some people have a good friend that they check in with you have to have a support system so that's number one number two is you have to have a routine, a plan, a, a game plan on how you're going to make your exit. You don't just verbally talk about it. It has to be in writing. You have to look at it and you have to say, okay, how am I going to get from point A to point B, especially if kids are involved? Because obviously you don't want the kids to be hurt. You want that. You want this transition to be smooth. But at the same time, I understand you can't just pick up and leave tomorrow. It might be six months from now. It might be a year from now. It might be two years from now. But you have to get those wheels running and don't tip off the narcissist that you are making plans because that's really going to backfire. So you have to kind of do like a covert type operation. Um, and that's what I did. I, I pretty much labeled it all out like, okay, on this date, this is where I'm going to move. This date, I'm going to change my number. And this date, I'm going to just, you know, take all the stuff off social media. I'm going to block this person. So it has to be like, something that you're held accountable for. And the final thing, number three, and I and I feel like number three helped me tremendously, is you have to have self-love. And and I know that sounds cliche. It's like, how do I do that? Like I don't have any confidence. I've been abused for the last 20 years. What do you how do you expect me to like myself? Start off slow. Um do something that feels good. Um for me I went for walks, I would get massages, I would um, treat myself to certain things, I would write in my journal and actually talk back to myself saying that I'm proud of you today, you made it today, even though you got, you know, um, shit from the narcissist, you did amazing by gray rocking, you know what to do, you're growing every day, so self-talk is going to be probably the biggest thing, your self talk in your mind because you have to understand when you've been programmed by the narcissist you already have that negative self-talk so number three i would say is that self-talk that self-image you have to change that narrative in your mind and it doesn't happen overnight it has to come from going to these groups doing the work putting yourself first having time for yourself and knowing giving yourself compassion you know it's okay that things are the way it is. It's your, it's not your fault. It's definitely not your fault. So I want you to forgive yourself. I mean, you didn't ask for this. Narcissists are sick people. They can't be cured. I mean, they're just people that I feel that are broken. Um, it's, you know, same, you know, my, the, the relationship I was in, I believe they were like, you know, borderline, you know, narcissist. So these people don't have any empathy they they actually some people enjoy watching you suffer and if you're a giver and you can, you want to help people you and, and you you stand for something opposite and you're stuck in this I'm with you and that's why I'm doing this episode so if you're listening to my voice right now after this podcast episode I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down your plan write down your plan See what you're going to find on coda.org. You know, just go to th that uh, website. Um, and again, this isn't, I don't get anything out of it. I'm not sponsored by them, but coda, C-O-D-A dot O-R-G. It's changed my life because I go to meetings there um, weekly and they're just people like you and me. Um, and so I hope this has helped somebody out there that, 
that might have been through hell and back and and I can say that if you've made it this far I'm I'm proud of you. I'm I'm here for you. You can always reach out to me. You can send me a quick email. You can send a message um on the link on the bio here. I will respond. Um and I'm listening to you guys. I I I hear you guys. I hear the comments and I know that this is a very big issue especially nowadays. It just seems like there's so many of of toxic people, especially in the dating world. <laughs> so like the apps, it just seems like every person has a mental issue. Like every person is straight from the mental institution that are going on these dating apps. Like I I can't explain it. Like the last couple people I talked to, David, you know, some admitted like, yeah, that I have this, 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 this going on. And then others don't say a word. And then one day you're talking to them on the phone and they blow up out of nowhere. They have these highs and lows and they start like swearing at you for just doing something like, hey, I can't meet you today. And then they ghost you. Um, the world has changed as we know it, guys. It's not how it was before. We don't meet people face to face. It's all like kind of virtual and it's online. So with that said, we have to, as empaths, find the right people to be with. And if it's if you can't, it's better to be alone for now and work on yourself. Maybe just if you have that one go-to person, definitely let them know what's going on. Or hell, just reach out to me. I will definitely be your biggest fan. Um, and again, that's why I created this podcast episode. And it is growing. It is doubling. Like, it's... I'm very happy where the direction this is going and I'm trying to get a lot more unique guests. So I'm taking my time to handpick the best people out there. Um, so you guys could get the most out of it. Um, so again, check out the link in the bio, please share this episode with somebody that might be trapped, maybe given up. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to die here with being abused all my life with a narcissist. It doesn't have to be that way. I promise you I've, helped a lot of people. I've seen a lot of stories. People turn their life around. It can be done. It can be done. So with that said, stay tuned for the next episode. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call Empath.